Y'all doing good tonight? You got to be good after that. All right, well, let's start right off. Something is better than nothing. Something is better than nothing. Now, we're going to talk about that tonight because it's a statement that rings true in every facet of your life. So as we begin this series called Just Do It, what we're really going after is figuring out how you can find out how to grow up, how to mature in your spiritual life, in your life, and the things that are coming for you. How is it that you grow up? And there's an element of something is better than nothing that rings true. And, and really, I desire that for you because my prayer for you, you've probably heard it so many times, you got it memorized, is that you would grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with both God and men, just like Jesus did. That's Luke 2.52. In other words, I want you to grow up. And here's why I want you to grow up. Because I know that you want the same thing. How many of you right now would say five years from now, you want to be where you currently are? Okay, exactly. Let's just be honest. No one really wants that. We all want to grow up. No one wants to still be 18 when they're 24. No, you want to be 24. And then when you're 22 and 23, you don't want to be that age whenever you're like me and you're 29. We all want to grow up, but there's a problem with our desire to grow up and the reality of growing up. It takes work. It takes work. Because see, the only place in your entire life where you will grow up without trying is your age. You can do whatever you want. You can get the most constipated face possible. You are not going to stop the next second from coming. It's just true. Not going to happen. All of you are fully on this ride of life that's called losing your hair and metabolism. I'm just a little further than you. You can't stop it. You are naturally going to age. You're going to grow in that facet. But in every other arena of life, you have to choose to grow up. Your age will continue to go, but physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually and relationally, you have to choose to grow up. And it takes work. You have to do something because you can't default into maturity just in the same way that you can't default into getting in shape. You sitting here right now is not making you more in shape. And that's something that I've had to deal with the last few years of my life in a really bad way. Now, let's just take a vote because I need to make a confession just be honest, right? We're at church. We can do that. We're, we can have a real conversation. My confession is, I hate working out. Can I get an amen? amen? Woo! Yes. All right. We're friends. I hate it. I just don't enjoy working out. I never have. I don't know why. I like, I like the results of working out, but I don't like the before and having to go and work out. I like, unless I'm playing basketball, I just don't enjoy sweating. I get, I don't know. I don't want to sit and I just don't want to do it. I don't enjoy working out, but here's the deal. Regardless of my desire and my joy and my, my fulfillment in working out, regardless of how much I enjoy doing that, I still need to do it. If I want to grow in my health, if I want to be a more healthy person, i got to work out regardless of the season of life that I may be in. Now let's go on the flip side. How many of you enjoy working out? Okay, okay. Well, i, I got to tell you, I am thankful for all of you uh, healthy, sick, demented, twisted, highly disciplined freaks. Okay, let's just call it what it is. Love you, thank you. Because it's, it's because of you guys that I started to realize this truth of something is better than nothing. I grew up with a guy named Jimmy. We were best friends since middle school. And we played sports together all through middle school, played sports all through high school, but we never really worked out. Like my wife actually saw a picture of me in high school, my basketball picture, and she said, oh, babe, you had girl arms in high school. Thanks, darling. Love you too. All right, so 
Confidence built, thanks. Now, we never did this, but then we got to college and something changed. Something changed in Jimmy. He started to understand that something is better than nothing. And something changed in terms of him and wanting to get healthier, wanting to get stronger. And so Jimmy started working out consistently all the time. And as Jimmy started to work out, I noticed he was getting stronger because I wasn't getting any stronger. And we had like that friendly competition of like anything you can do, I can do better. Well, then Jimmy started slinging weight around like 100 pounds more than I could. And it just really bothered me. So finally, Jimmy convinced me, Matt, just quit being a pansy and come work out with me. And so I did. And then a few years ago, I was reminded in a teaching that Kevin Queen gave of what it felt like when I first started. Just this awful memory of going in there and seeing my friend push so much more weight than me and still having to choose to do it. See, Kevin gave a teaching talking about finding physical breakthrough. And in the teaching, he actually went to the gym and gave three points about how to find physical breakthrough. But what I want us to see is the third point. Just a few minutes, a little snippet of his teaching. Y'all take a look, the third point that he's going to deliver. <clears throat> is that you challenge yourself. That you challenge yourself. See, we all have one of these. We all have a comfort zone. We all have somewhere we feel comfortable. But growth happens out here. Growth happens outside of our comfort zone. In fact, if we want to see results with our health, we have to get outside of our comfort zone. Now, for you outside of your comfort zone, it might mean that you, that you walk 30 minutes a day. It might mean that you start training for a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon. Maybe it means that you, you ride a bike for 10 miles. Maybe you join an adult basketball league. Or, or maybe, maybe you get a physical trainer. Or maybe join a fitness program. But sometimes, in order to see results, sometimes in order to see results, we gotta make an investment. I heard recently that on average in our nation, people spend more money on their health in their final stage of life than they do all of their life leading up to that point. Sometimes you gotta make a, an investment if you wanna see results. Now finally, I would give you the, the tip. Practice the principle of something is better than nothing. Something is better than nothing. And, and here's, what, here's what I mean. When people begin a workout regimen, sometimes they miss their time on the treadmill and they go, well, I missed it, I'll just do nothing. But, but something is better than nothing. Let, let me show you what, what I mean by that. <clears throat> when I first started working out, I couldn't do a pull-up. I was in the gym, and I saw, I, just, I saw girls doing pull-ups, and I couldn't do a pull-up. And one of the trainers, he gave me a box. He said, I want you to get up on the box, and I want you to do a pull-up. And so I, so I got up on the box, and I began to just jump to do pull-ups. Now, I can't tell you how humiliating it was to do jumping pull-ups, but I told myself something is better than nothing. And then over time, eventually, I was able to do pull-ups. So if you can't sprint, run. If you can't run, jog. If you can't jog, walk. Something is better than nothing. Maybe you can't do full-on push-ups, but you can do push-ups on your knees. Maybe you can't squat 500 pounds. Neither can I, but you can squat your body weight. Something is better than nothing. And when you invest time in exercising, you're making investments in the future you. See, when I'm 80, when I'm 80, I wanna be able to get up out of a chair on my own. I wanna be able to walk upstairs on my own and maybe even carry my great-grandchildren. 
Now that's so good, the truth of something is better than nothing. And see, I know the embarrassment that he felt. Can anyone else just join me and make me feel a little bit better about myself that you know exactly what? All right, there, all the weaklings in the room, we're there, we're good. I know what that was like, but I knew I needed to make a change because I wanted to grow. I didn't want to stay where I was. I wanted to get healthier, and so I had to do something different. I know that embarrassing feeling, but it didn't matter. I still had to do something. Something is better than nothing. Now, I also love the second thing he talked about that with the investment in your future. Because see, what something is better than nothing, what that tells you is it allows you to make the, the decision to get to your future goal. So whatever it is you want in the future, you now deciding to do something helps you get there later on. And so for me, I had to go and start working out with Jimmy, even though he was pushing so much more weight than me and I was embarrassed. I had to do it because something's better than nothing. But see, it's not just in your fitness where this is true. The whole teaching Kevin gave, it was about fitness and, and your body and finding physical breakthrough. But the truth is, it's not just your fitness, it's also your faith. Because if you age naturally in terms of time, but just sitting there isn't going to make you more in shape, just sitting there and listening to me is not going to make you stronger spiritually. It's not going to grow you up. You have to do something with your faith. You have to make a decision. And so the Bible actually talks to us about this truth of something's better than nothing and how it applies to our faith in the book of James. And so we're going to start off the series by looking at James chapter 1. There's a Bible under your chair. If you want to use that one, you can pull out your phone, go to Version. They'll also have it up on the screen if you need to look there. We're going to read James chapter 1 to see that an action has to match your faith in order to grow. And see, James highlights this starting in verse 22, that something is better than nothing. I'm going to read it to you. It's up here on the screen if you need to look along. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and when he goes away and at once he forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, the law and the rule of Jesus, and he perseveres, being a no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. In other words, don't just come here and listen to me speak every week and expect to grow in your faith. Don't just come here and sit in this chair on a, on, on a Thursday night or on a Sunday morning and expect to grow spiritually. There has to be an action that matches the faith. Now, every, like, once every month, I might say something significant. I get it. And hopefully that makes a change in your life. I pray that through you being here, you do grow up. That's my prayer for you. But the reality is when I look around, it is very easy to have a bunch of 20-year-olds that are three years old spiritually. Because if all you do is sit in this room and listen to me, you're not taking the Bible's wisdom and doing something with your faith. So what does it look like then to just do it? What does it look like to step up, to take action, to find that call and to, to have action with what it is you're hearing? What does it mean to live out something is better than nothing? I, I think there are three main ways that you can find out how to live out this truth. You can figure out how to grow your faith by living out something's better than nothing in three main areas. The first one is dream. The second is pray. The third is obey. Dream, pray, and obey. Dream, pray, and obey. It's easy to remember. And in those three things, if you can live out something is better than nothing, 
you're going to find spiritual maturity. You're going to find growth. You're not going to be the same person you are in five years that you are today. Because none of us want to stay where we are. But again, it takes action. Time is the only place that you grow by just sitting here. Everything else takes a choice. Makes your decision if something's better than nothing. So over the next two weeks, we're going to talk about pray and obey. But tonight I want to focus for a few minutes on dream and what that actually means. How many of you in this room would consider yourself to be a dreamer? Raise your hand. Consider yourself to be a dreamer. I want you to raise your hand. Okay. The truth is, every single person in this room should have just risen your hand. Every one of you should be a dreamer. Not just, like, you don't have to like John Lennon to be a dreamer. You should all naturally be dreamers. Because you all dream. It's your idea of the future person that you want to marry. You ever thought about that person? Then you've dreamed. It's the idea of what job you want to do. It's the idea of where you want to live. See, all the ideas that you come up with for your future, you're dreaming. It's your dreams. But there's an element to our dreams that can keep us down because sometimes we don't understand that we have to dream to grow in our faith. We can get lost in it and think that it's something that's not disciplined, but actually dreaming is a highly and vitally important part to your spiritual maturity. So then how is it that you grow in dreams? I think one of two things has to start happening. If you want to live out something is better than nothing, then you got to do one of two things. You either got to start dreaming or you got to dream bigger. Because see, some of you in this room, you might have never actually thought the question. I don't know how it's possible, but I guarantee you that some of you have never thought through these questions. What do I want to do with my life? You are in the college age season of life. Whether you're in school or you're out of school or you never went to school, it doesn't matter. You should start thinking about these questions. What do I want to do with my life? What questions do I have that I want answered? Who do I want to become? Who do I want to marry? Do I really want to grow in my faith and know more about this whole following Jesus thing? If you've never asked those questions, then tonight the only thing you need to hear is that something is better than nothing. And what you do with that in dreaming is you start dreaming. You start asking these questions. You start finding the answers or how you'd want to answer these questions. You have to dream in order to understand this side, this responsibility of your faith, because you've got to take responsibility and grow yourself. See, the other side of growing is that no one else can do it for you. I love you guys. I love getting to shepherd y'all. I love getting to hang out with you. But at the end of the day, if you listen to nothing that I say and nothing changes in you, that's not on me. That's on you. You have to grow up in your faith. You have to choose to do that. Just like in the same way that if you want to be fit and you choose not to, it's not on me. I'm not in the best shape of my life right now. That's not on you. Who's it on? My lazy self. My tired, I have two kids under three and a wife and a job self. Okay, I'm trying to validate. It's fine. Um, it's just where it goes. But who is it ultimately on? It's on me. If I want to have a great marriage with my wife, it's my choice. If I want to follow Jesus... It's my choice. It's not on any of you, and your decision isn't on me. you got to want to do this. you got to take responsibility. you got to grow up. And so for some of you, maybe you've started the dreaming process, 
But once you start the dreaming process, then you get to move into the next, which is to dream bigger. You start dreaming, and then you start dreaming bigger. What's the biggest, craziest, I want everyone to think about this. What is the biggest, craziest, most audacious, ridiculous, huge dream that you could have for your life? And I'm not talking about like, I'm going to own the world. Like, no, let's. <laughs> what is the biggest thing that you can dream for what you're going to become and who you're going to be with? Why, why in your dreams do you have to settle with being anything less than the best possible thing for you? Why? What's the biggest dream you could ever have? What's the craziest thing you could dream up? Here's what I want you to understand. Your biggest dream, your craziest dream, is tiny to God. What seems overwhelmingly impossible to you is overwhelmingly easy to God. Mark Batterson actually says this about dreaming big in his book, Circle Maker, and it's genius. You need to hear it. He says, God isn't offended by big dreams. He's offended by anything less. Your dreams may start out small. See, something is bigger than nothing, or is better than nothing. So start dreaming. Your dreams may start out small, and God will honor those humble dreams. But as your faith grows, so do your dreams until you dare to dream 30 and 60 and 100-fold dreams. And when you draw those God-sized circles, those God-sized dreams that only he could show up and do something like this in his economy and in what he wants, it gives God, the omnipresent and omnipotent one, room to work. See, when I, the reason why dreaming is so important for your spiritual growth, your spiritual maturity, and why you need to just do it, is because when you limit yourself in your dreams, you're limiting God. Now, are you limiting his power? No. But in your mind, you are saying, God, you can't do that. And you're not understanding the full truth of who he is. So when you start dreaming big, you start understanding who God is. God can do whatever he wants. And if we had the audacity and the faith to step into prayer with our dreams and saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do it but you've implanted something inside of me. You've given me these strengths, these desires. I want to do this with my life to this level. Do it. Now, when I say that, and this is what we're going to talk about next week, I'm not trying to like rub a genie lamp and say, hey, come out here and give me three wishes. Do this or I'm not going to trust you. That's not what this is at all. But it's saying, God, I don't know what you want to do, but here's the biggest thing I could think of. Let's go do it together. And if you don't give it to me, awesome. I just want your will. But what huge, incredible kingdom impact could be made from you just dreaming bigger? I'll tell you my personal dream, my crazy, audacious, ridiculous, he's maybe a little bit high dream. I wrote this out three years ago, and I don't know how it could ever happen, and I don't know that it ever will, but this is how big my dream has gotten on this, on this issue. I want to be this generation's C.S. Lewis. How's that going to happen? I have no freaking idea. But I'm writing every single day, and I'm growing in my faith, and I'm doing things now. And so whether it ever formulates in terms of what I think it should be or it can be, I'm giving that dream to God, and I'm saying, I want to make the biggest possible impact 
on my generation and on the millennial generation and on every generation in this season of life that I can. So do whatever it is that's crazy enough in your hands to make that happen. Maybe it's something like this. Maybe you utilize the writing skills that I have, the communication skills that I have, the leadership skills that I have. I don't know how it's going to happen. All I want to do is more than what I think I'm limited to doing. So I want to be this generation C.S. Lewis. And if in 10 years, God completely changes my heart and he alters my dream, all he's going to do when I give that to him is make it more in line with what his dream for me is. I'm never out on my own if I just give him my dream and dream bigger. So if you want to grow in your faith and you want to practice something is better than nothing, then start dreaming. And if you've already been dreaming, well done. Now dream bigger. Because anything less than your biggest dream is offensive to God. Because it says to him, you can't do this. But he can. And I believe he wants to. I think he shows us over and over and over again in the stories in the Bible that God wants to do ridiculously huge things with the people that are willing to just say, okay, I'll follow. And now as we talk about this, here's what you don't need to hear. That if I don't dream big enough, and if God doesn't do a big enough thing with me, then I failed, or I've let down, or I haven't done it right. Not true. In you giving your biggest dreams to God, you're allowing God to then work and say, here's where it needs to go. But you have the process, the practice of dreaming. You're freeing him up then to move in your world in a bigger way, in a way that's going to grow you up spiritually. Because all of us want to grow. None of us want to be the exact same that we are today, five years from now. But you've got to start doing something. You've got to take action. You've got to put actions to your faith. So if you want to grow in your faith, you have to do something. It's the advice that James gives us. Put your hearing, put what you're hearing into action. So tonight, for some of you, do you need to start dreaming? Have you not done that? Then put into practice what you're hearing and start dreaming. And for those of you that have been dreaming, have you in your mind and in your heart limited what God, you think God could do? And start dreaming bigger. Start asking the questions that you want to know the answers to. So where do you need to dream bigger? What could God do if you started actively living out your faith? Who knows, but you have to start somewhere. So just do it. It's like, just do it. The whole Shia LaBeouf thing, just, I mean, it's, it's true. Like, do it. What's holding you back from doing that? It's not, it's not me. It's not the Bible. It's not God. Some fear and something inside of you is shackling you to the present and not thinking that you could do greater than your possibilities would present to you. What's holding you back from dreaming bigger? And as you start to dream, you're going to start to figure out then how to take those dreams and bring them before God in prayer. And then once you take those dreams and you bring them before God in prayer, then he's going to give you prompts and ways that you can start to be obedient to following and filling out those dreams. And so then you dream, and then you pray, and then you obey. So if you want to grow up in your faith, you dream, pray, obey. But it starts with dreaming. What's the craziest possible thing that God could do in your life? It's tiny to him. So be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Don't just listen to my words. Put what I'm saying into action and start doing something to grow up.
Let me pray for y'all. God, I thank you for this message. If for no other reason than I've had to learn it myself. I had to learn it when I was sitting in these chairs. When I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And at the core of it, it's this, it's this altering of the understanding of you. Because you are so infinitely bigger than what we can even imagine. That our biggest, craziest, wildest dreams, problems, triumphs are tiny to you. And yet, even though they are tiny and we are so small, God, you intimately love each of us uniquely and individually. So I pray that you would speak that love into us. God, I pray that you would give us the the freedom to dream and that even if for some of us we need a little kickstart, we need a little help, then your Holy Spirit would implant dreams inside of us. But that overall we'd start doing this so that we can grow closer to you so that we can mature in our faith, so that we wouldn't become stagnant and just sit around and listen to what someone says. We'd start taking what is said and putting it into practice. That's going to be a key thing in unlocking and taking the next step in our faith. So God, I pray that every single person in this room that just heard this would take James' advice and become a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. May we choose wisdom. May we choose action. May we choose living out our faith. And God, I pray that that would begin in our dreams. So give them to us. If we don't know what they are, inspire us. And be ever before us, knowing, letting us know that you're always with us. So God, we love you. We praise you. Be made famous in this place through everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.